My name is Corey Sharp, and it is time for a new episode of Talking with Decision Makers. Decision Makers is a show where I sit down with business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, marketers, and really anyone else that I find does interesting work. So you see, I'm the founder of a brand new marketing and advertising agency called Sharp Marketing and Media. And as a young entrepreneur, I wanted to create as many opportunities as I can to learn from all kinds of different people. And this podcast brings you on that journey with me. So each episode, I'm going to sit down with a different leader or decision maker to learn from their experiences, to learn from their highs and their lows, how they felt about along the way, how they overcame obstacles, and take that and package it in a way that I can learn from it and apply it to my life. And I'm going to invite you to be able to do the same, to learn from these experiences and apply them to your own work, your own career, your own business. On this episode, I sit down with Kyle Kirchhofer, the CEO and one of four owners of Rector Construction, a company that does roofing, remodels, decks, patios, and really any kind of construction work in the Champaign area. I've been working with Kyle and Rector for a little over a year, and I could not ask for better partners. In our time together, we covered Kyle's unlikely path to leading a construction company, why they started Rector, what he's learned as the leader so far, and so much more. I really think you'll enjoy this one as much as I did. Anyway, without any further ado, this is my conversation with Kyle Kirchhofer. So today, uh, chatting with Kyle Kirchhofer, the uh, the CEO of Rector Construction. Mm. Um, and I just want to give you an opportunity to just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and I know enough to know that you leading a construction company might not be something that you would have imagined, you know, five, 10 years ago. No. So kind of tell us a little bit about the winding path that, that brought you here. Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, uh, let's go back and see. So actually, so I started out actually doing something. Uh, it was with a ministry called uh, Campus Crusade for Christ. So I was kind of doing full-time missions for about 10 or 11 years. Just felt like Lord was calling me to do something else, and I always kind of enjoyed business and sort of had a business brain for things, and uh, was always intrigued by houses, construction, kind of how things are made and put together. Uh, but I'll also be the first to say I'm not very good at putting any of those things together. Uh, so, uh, so I did. I jumped in with another company in town, helped them run some roofing and stuff for a while. Uh, in the meantime, over the last five or six years, I'd gotten to know Jason Rector, who's one of the other owners, uh, just through some uh, real estate investment stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we just talked about what if we, you know, what if we did something together, you know, at first kind of thought just, you know, just a couple things. And then we thought, you know, what if we just went for it and tried to offer everything to people kind of like the one stop, one stop shop, you know, sort of thing. And uh, really, what was the most attractive reason, I think, to kind of partner up with with Jason, there's actually four of us who are owners. So there's there's myself, Jason Rector, David Thomas, and then Colin Rector. Um, so the four of us all share, I'm going to say maybe it's a little not weird, but um, kind of our reasoning, our why for doing the business is not uh, let's get rich or, or do this, but all of us kind of have a passion for giving back or for, for getting funds to be in the hands of people who, who may need it more than others, you know? And so uh, we talked about what if we grew a business where 
uh, a lot of the profits were actually given away, you know, a business where we could hire people and pay them well. And, um, you know, so that's what we're trying to do so far. You know, I think we're off to an okay start, but we're figuring it out as it go. So that kind of, uh, you touched on a little bit, but, um, you know, in a community that, you know, there are people who provide construction services, sure. like what, uh, opportunities or white space did, did you see in your team see as you guys were envisioning this company, like what, like as you hmm. started this company? Yeah, I think one of the, so one of the toughest things for, there are so many good contractors out there. One of the toughest things I think is actually the element of all the things behind the scenes, the communication, right? So uh, getting in touch, going and doing the estimate, following back up with the person, having the phone ring five, six times, you know, to, to make sure we're following up different things. And a lot of these projects, like there's, there's just a lot of details, right? If you're going to redo your kitchen, it's something that you've been thinking about for probably months, you know, and so you want to go ahead and have somebody who's actually going to take the time, work through all the details, be able to communicate with you. And so I think where we saw maybe the the, the missing piece was uh, kind of being a company that's able to uh, kind of do what we're do what we say we're going to do, charge, charge what we set out to charge. We make mistakes. We, we own it. It comes out of our pocket, uh, but more or less be able to just to provide a service. So mm-hmm. we looked at it more of how do we become a company not not what somebody else can do for us or we're gonna get this many clients, but but how do we provide a service in the way of uh, creating jobs for people in the community? How do we provide a service for, obviously, if you wanna get something done in your house, uh, you know, that we can come in and take care of it. Uh, but also in such a way that, again, our, our end goal is not the, is not the dollar sign. Uh, what we strive for is, is that that experience, obviously, is good. And, and hopefully they have a good experience if they do painting floors, a bathroom, and then in three, four years, they can call back, talk to the same people, the same communication will happen, and, and we can take care of whatever else they might need. So that makes a lot of sense where, um, you know, uh, this might even be a throwback to your crew days, but mm-hmm. the whole thing about like, uh, sure, you can be on an airplane, and it'll get you to your destination, but if the ride sucks the whole time. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and that's not to say that uh, people are human. We mm-hmm. make mistakes, right? So we try our best like right now, we're probably on about 11 or 12 different job sites as, as you and I are talking, right? Odds are that something is going wrong on one of those, right? It's just kind of the nature of the beast in construction. So we don't look at it as a, how do we become perfect and never make any mistakes because that's just not going to happen. But uh, how do we try our best? And then when mistakes come up, right away, give the attention to it, mm-hmm. you know? So in the midst of that that stressful construction, if your kitchen is ripped up or your, your basement's going on, you know, what can we do to kind of mitigate uh any of the mistakes that might happen and then if they do how how do we how do we correct them how do we make it right you know so uh, other day a roof you know it's like shingles came off we try our best but you know they landed on the rose bushes well we we go buy a rose bush or go get the you know gift card to to prairie gardens you know so so i think simple things to show people that we care about them and it's more than oh this job to the next person to the next person uh it's kind of what we try to do because that that to me is more enjoyable Mm -hmm. like I couldn't tell you what our company's worth right now or where our money's at or whatever. Uh, I could tell you which which customers I know I need to make sure I do a double check on to see if we fix something or or whatever else is going on. Yeah, and like you're talking about the communication, mm-hmm. much lower stakes, but it made me think of uh, an experience I had that I always remember. Like five, six years ago, I had just moved to town mm-hmm. and I had needed to basically find someone to cut my hair because I'd moved here. <laughs> and I went to like, four or five different places over the course of a couple months and at one place uh, i'd explained what i wanted 
but the entire time I wasn't certain whether or not the message was received. Mm. And so the whole care cut, I'm wondering, is this going to come out okay? And it ended up being fine, but the next place I went, it was this is what I'm looking for, and they repeated things back to me that confirmed to me that sure. they understood what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so that experience ended up transformed, like being yeah. much starts different. a relationship, and yeah, you should have tried us. Remember, we do hair That's stuff. True. If you put, put the video or tag that on this or whatever, <laughs> yes. we do good hair. Um, no, a- absolutely, and and again, part of that is is the process, right? Uh, so many people think about construction, they think about like, oh, the guy's in there and hammering away and whatever else. Uh, for me, the, the hardest part is everything that leads up to it. All of the details, making sure, you know, especially right now with everything going on, do we have all the materials ready to go? We're not going to get halfway through and then have a pause for three mm-hmm. days. Uh, it's all of that prep work and prep communication so that the time that it comes, you know, as our guys look at their, their scope of worksheet, everything from walk in the door, put down the rosin paper, put down the blue tape, prep everything for, you know, preventative cleaning and stuff like that, uh, all the way through the end of the project that we've done the best we can to set it up for success, that we're not just going in like, oh, yeah, this is going to go good, and we'll, we'll go grab cabinets tomorrow. Like, um, I'm, a, I'm a little more on the, you know, OCD type where I want to have or try to have as many of those things, you know, ducks in a row beforehand. So, um, and – so you talked a little bit about how one of the purposes uh, for the company is providing basically a, a space to, um, you know, use profit to impact the community for the good. Now, uh, have have you guys set out like as far as how you do that? Mm-hmm. Have you set out kind of these are some things that we're going to commit to and strategically do or is there some response or is it like a mix of both yeah so so what we do is every year so or every year so first year what we did uh, and again most new companies would say we're crazy so we just took 10 percent of all the gross profits right off the bat and put it in a separate fund to give away um now you know that's before anything net stuff everything else taken out and so like that was a good chunk of money but what it did is once you automatically sweep that money away it's it's kind of like well we don't have that to work with sorry we, we're not going to pay for the gas or the truck for this money that's the money that we've already said we're going to give to um the different needs of the community and so it kind of just sits in that account same with this year percentage where it's like hey we're just going to give away x percentage that we can now uh and it just gets swept away right into an account and so for us then like that's my favorite part of our partner meetings is we take a time and it's like hey is there any needs that have come up has anybody approached us for uh, different things that we could give to or charities or do we know of anybody who needs something uh, and then literally we sit there and say how much can we divvy out of that account to whatever it is uh, there's not a uh, set like hey this is our one cause but you know we we've just been blessed again so it's like with the virus and everything it's like we we've learned of a couple of different things where we okay well they need more you know Clorox wipes here for the schools they you know we, we're going to partner with this organization over here for you know uh, food for kids or whatever it might be. So um, I enjoy the fact that it's kind of something new all the time. Uh, and I mean, if you're listening to this and you are a, a company or you're a, a charity that has, has a need, like I, I hope you would contact us. Like we would love to give to everything that we can. Cool. Um, so uh, how do you like, you know, in the early days of Rector, mm-hmm. um, this is kind of going to go both ways. So the, the opening question to this kind of, as you guys started the early days, you're still somewhat in those sure. early days, mm-hmm. but uh, were there, were there times and maybe some examples or stories of where it's just like, man, I don't know if this is going to work. 
I have, a, I have a vivid memory of sitting in David Thomas's office, staring at him saying, are we going to make it? Question mark. You know, like like that was my face. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. So it's like what you see, you know, if you're around and you see trucks and stuff and everything now where we are, you know, again, blessed to be in the position we are now. Um, you know, those first months, it's it's three guys in a rented office building and, a, um, you know, I, I keep it in my desk to always remember where we came from uh it, with a flip phone right so we couldn't even pay for the landline to come in uh and so we we had a, a flip phone and we had a verizon hotspot and then we had a sprint hotspot so once all the computer and internet used up the verizon package whatever we had we had to go flip and turn on the sprint one um you know every once in a while for a day it was like hey go work at home because our hotspots are used up you know <laughs> and so uh which seems ridiculous now but i think any company that that continues to move on and progress and uh, is going to hit those times, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's long days, it's 60, 70 hour weeks, it's working when nobody else is working. Um, and it's, it's all new, right? So, uh, I kind of call it your tuition, right? We're still, we are still probably in our, in, in the phase of paying our tuition to learn different things, different jobs where we may have not, uh, appropriately calculated what we needed. Now we know, but that job, we need to go get an extra two, $300 worth of stuff. Um, you know, and so I think, yes, there were definitely those times uh, where it was a f like a, a fleeting thought. I also, again, with a gentleman that I am partnered with uh, and kind of blessed with a little bit of just uh, ambitiousness and resolve, um, I never really truly feared that, mm -hmm. that it wouldn't make it just because I knew, you know, when I was sitting in the office at 3 a.m. and David walked in at 3.15 a.m. With, with his cup of coffee and his eyes kind of, you know, slowly waking up. It's like, you know, we're going to work hard enough to make it work. And then the the flip of that, was there like a moment or a month or a handful of weeks where it just kind of like, oh, this this might be it. This Like, <laughs> we we might be able to do this for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think probably. And so it's like, and I'm not sure how the timing of this airs and everything else, but um uh, so I think so. Obviously, we had a very large hailstorm that helped out a whole lot on the exterior side, and that's just purely, purely luck, you know. So it's like I can't attribute great marketing strategy to the <laughs> fact that ice chunks came and you know dented people's roofs and siding. Um, but but I think even a little bit before that, coming out of the pandemic and and having to furlough some people, but then come back and everyone you know going down to where we're working out of our home offices and Zoom out the yin yang. Um, once we established that, I, I feel like I probably work with some of the best people uh, just here in town, who knows where else, but uh, I really have a great team, right? So, and, and I forget which book it's from, so it's copyright, I hope you don't get sued, but uh, like, it's kind of like get the right people on the bus and then- Jim Collins. Thank you, <laughs> see, I'm not in trouble anymore. Uh, get the right people on the bus and then figure out where they sit, uh -huh. right? Uh, and so I have, I, we are fortunate to have the right people. There are, between the five or six of us in the office, uh, it's not that they haven't maybe done some other role before or jumped in and helped over here. Um, but truly I believe everyone enjoys coming to work, uh, at a drop of a hat. I could say, Hey, what's going on just the other day? Uh, again, pretty, pretty good with the roofing right now. We had a semi truck that needed to unload some roofing accessories for us. Uh, we don't have a forklift and he didn't have a forklift. So all of a sudden it was an all play and there were seven of us outside unloading a semi truck, you know? And so, um, a great community of people you know, I think is, is the key. And once I realized we had that some months back, it was great. You know, we, we can change with whatever we need to change, be flexible with what jobs we need to do or what we need to overcome. Um, but it's really about, you know, any good company, it's about the people behind it. Mm -hmm.
And then did you, have you felt during the transition as you've grown, you know, even, you know, the Jim Collins comment made me think of, Mm -hmm. uh, he talks about in good to great, this idea of the, the flywheel Sure. that you have to push harder and harder and harder until eventually you don't have to push as hard. And have you felt a little bit of maybe in the early days that you were scraping and mm-hmm. clawing for mm-hmm. every client that mm-hmm. you could get, but as things have grown, do you feel like that has gotten a little easier? Yeah, and his illustration, I would say I'm, you know, no idea if we're at any part where the flywheel isn't still being pushed mm-hmm. hard yet. Maybe in ten years we can do this again and check on it. Um, but but I can definitely look back and see where we have been fortunate again to I feel like have our name and our brand established a little bit, you know, and so. Uh, where hopefully we're one of the handful of companies that someone's going to call in town when they do have a question or they do want to do a job, which obviously in your first, you know, beginning and startup in year, it's, it's kind of harder to do. You know, it's a whole lot of marketing where, whereas now, yep, uh, there's two, three people in the office just to handle the phone calls that come in every day. Um, honestly, the, the toughest part now is to figure out how, how do we, like, how do we service more people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do we provide where we can actually do more of the jobs where we're not booked out three months for some stuff? And and I think that is it's probably a normal issue that most companies our size or small businesses have, you know, because you don't want to grow too big too fast. You want to you want to help everyone. I hate when I'm like, oh, yeah, we can we can take care of that for you in 90 days, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't want to compromise quality with, with what we're doing. And, again, in this business, it just – it's a lot of detail. So uh, I think we're still pushing it hard. I, I have a few less 3 a.m. mornings than I used <laughs> to have, so that is a little better. Um, but Yeah, I got to imagine even the early mornings are still ha- – like because like, I'm sure there's some mornings where you still got to get equipment into a vehicle uh, for a crew to get somewhere. Oh, uh, sure, stop, sure. By a, stop by a supply store and pick up some things for yep. a job. Yeah. Yep. Um, before they get there early in the morning. Uh, and um, – one of the smartest things I think, you know, that you told me that you guys were doing, you probably still do a little bit of, mm-hmm. uh, but in the early days is talking to me about um, when you guys would take on those little jobs that sure. a normal company wouldn't take on mm-hmm. because you knew if you took care of uh, a smaller need for someone, when they might not be ready to trust you with a bigger need because you were brand new, Yep. but being the only person that you could actually build that human connection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, and i think to some degree that has actually worked really well for us so we do see a lot of repeat sort of customers you know where they uh we did maybe it was a smaller job in the beginning or maybe it's just totally different scopes of work where it's all like oh you you do this too you know mm-hmm. um but what it's done or especially now with with so much exterior work we have so many clients where we came in and maybe did a, a bathroom or a small painting job or literally had to help install two ceiling fans, you know, but um, so many times what we do is when we look at some of those jobs, we, we try to remember like, so why did we say we were going to become a company, right? Like those are legitimate needs, you mm-hmm. know, and so some sometimes the legitimate need is that the the drawer in the kitchen is, is not coming in and out as well as it should be. And, uh, you know, this new ceiling fan needs put in. Um, so yeah, I, I think sort of that that repeat come back to us thing has been has been working for us um you know and hopefully that 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 just continues and and kind of establishes us here in in town for many years to come um and another thing uh that you talked about earlier was talking about how one of the visions 
for the company. It wasn't just giving back to the community, but also providing a place, like a good place for people to work. Mm. Um, and so how, how has that kind of influenced the way that, you know, you evaluate candidates, you hire, sure. like those types of things? Yeah, so, uh, so I do the same, um, kind of the same step process for everyone who comes to the door that we hire, whether that's for, you know, something in the office, running trailers, whatever, uh, is that we, we sort of have like two review stages where it's like you come in uh, and for three weeks, at three weeks, you'll get your first review, right? So you'll be guaranteed a review and you'll be guaranteed a raise at three weeks, meaning if everything's been going well, why would we not want to give you a raise and, you know, keep you longer? Uh, and we do the same thing again at three months. Uh, and what what I feel that have what I feel that accomplishes is that it allows sort of a low pressure, low key commitment on both sides, right? So it, in in construction, there are so many people who may say, "Oh, I'm really good at this or skilled at this," and we may disagree what skilled looks like, and that gives us some time to figure out if we mm -hmm. are going to be a good fit or you know if that person can handle that aspect of a job for us. Uh, but it's also not like, hey, you're you know you're getting married, director construction, you're here forever, you found your career. Uh, so, so for them, we understand if in three weeks they say, Hey, we, we kind of want to go somewhere else or in three months, if they're like, I've enjoyed it, but I, I've got this better opportunity, you know, awesome, man. I hope, I hope it goes well. However, for the people where it's like, you know, three months and they've been around and we're enjoying what they're doing, uh, then it's kind of like, Hey, welcome, welcome to the family. You know, and then it is uh, my job to make sure that they have something, you know, 40 hours a week mm -hmm. to do. Uh, that uh, we we can pay them not just a, a competitive wage in town, but I, I want to, you know, I want to start people, you know. So a specific example, we hired a guy who'd been working for another company doing the same job for, you know, a year and a half for ten bucks an hour, and I was like, well, we start you at thirteen, you know, and we'll bump you up to fifteen in the three months, you know. So it's s simple things like that where, uh, yes, dollars are important, and every company's got to do it different, and you got to watch your dollars and stuff like that. Uh, but for me, at the end of the day, our company is not gonna is not going to fail uh, or succeed based on, you know, the the couple dollars here or there to make sure that we're slowly making sure not only is everyone getting to minimum wage and over, um, but then I want people to get perks. Like, so it's like a lot of our staff, it's like, well, there's commission bonuses we can do. Every year we give away uh, employee of the year. So the second time now where we pay a $3,000 paid vacation for them and their family, you know, so it's like, hey, we appreciate what you're doing. We're going to pay you for this week, and we're going to send you to wherever you want. Here's the travel agent. Uh, and I, I think just different things like that to communicate gratitude to people. Mm -hmm. um, because l let's face it, like right now I'm sitting here with you talking. There are 14 other people working, answering phones, actually running running the business that yeah. I am a part of an owner of. right? Mm -hmm. And so my most valuable resource is those people, and I want to do everything I can to make it where you know, they, they enjoy what they're doing, enjoy working. Mm -hmm. And how um, how do you uh, approach the balance between uh, one as you know the leader running mm -hmm. running the business, mm -hmm. uh, caring for your employees as well as the interactions with customers and job sites? Sure, sure. So kind of like dividing my time, or yeah, just kind of like yeah, and like how you think about it, or do you have people that help you manage those other areas? Do you or? see this fly? What if it lands on my head like they did in that debate? That would be <laughs> awesome. You know how many hits we would get. Um, At least your hair's not white. I don't want that. Um, yeah, so I would say so. So a lot of times for me, I like to try to divvy up my my day in chunks. You know, mm -hmm. a couple hour chunks, and um, 
you know, and, and people, they say, oh, well, you're the boss, the leader, the CEO. And it's like, I'm no more important than, than anybody else at that company. Yes, I'm more in the spotlight probably and a little bit more of the face of different things. But, um, you know, those, those titles only stay as long as I'm in that position. And mm. then when I'm gone, it's, you know, somebody else will have that title. And it's about the quality of that company that's being built. Um, so I love being able to get out there. So this, this morning, I went out my first hour and a half, jumped on five roofs. I checked on four or five work sites pop in the office, try to get like a solid hour where, you know, either the doors closed or I'm just trying to pound through emails, you know, before my next, you know, thing, whatever it needs to be. And so I think for me, I, I just kind of have to plan out my week more. The week can easily be dictated to me because there's, there's always something, there's always a mini fire that needs put out. There's always a, an issue over here or a shortage over there. Uh, and so I really have to just sort of uh, almost covet different sections of time, mm -hmm. you know, like my, m while we're talking, you know, the phone dinged how many times, but it also dings and tells me to do things like, you know, at 12 o'clock it says breathe and eat lunch, you know, mm -hmm. at 4.30 it says go home to your family. Um, and so I think you just almost have to have those things separated. Um, and again, the only reason I can be doing all those separate things is because I have people to trust to be like, oh, this issue came up. I'm going to send so-and-so to go take care of it. Or, oh, we're short on this. Well, so-and-so is going to connect with the the sales rep or whatever else. Um, so I'm free to run around or play on work sites or, you know, oh, yesterday I was helped cleaning up one at the end of the day because the rain was coming. Mm -hmm. Stepped on like a good sized nail right in the <laughs> bottom of the foot. Oh, hurt so bad. I think after this, I'm supposed to go get a tetanus, Davis said. So um, that's just extra points. Careful when you're walking around roofing sites. I understand. Yeah. Uh, so in your, is it almost two years or almost three years? It's only almost two years. Only almost, okay, almost two. <laughs> so in your almost two years kind of of manning the ship, like what are some of the most significant things that you've learned hmm. uh, trying to lead a co company like this? Uh, I would say the, okay, so another book, uh, uh, maybe you know the author that Road Less Stupid. He talks about mm -hmm. thinking time. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's weird to think, but sometimes the best things I can do for the company is kind of pull away for an hour and sit and think or doodle on my little whiteboard or think of an issue and just sit and marinate with it a little bit to say, hey, how can I how can I solve this problem? You know, how, how can I help our team? How can we create a system so every day we're not doing the same X, Y, Z that seems monotonous? Um, because there are so many things and it's kind of running on the wheel, right? And it's always moving. So sometimes the hardest thing to do is actually to step outside of it and to take a minute, whether that's, you know, 5 a.m. at home with my little journal sketch pad or whatever mm -hmm. else or the whiteboard or, um, you know, you see me with, with headphones in and out in the shop a lot. Uh, that's, you know, I'm listening to a book. I'm trying to listen to something. It's like, hey, how do I, how do I better our company, um, you know? And there are also times, though, where sometimes that's getting on the business end of a shovel and digging on an egress window with the guy. So, mm -hmm. uh I think trying to be flexible in that, I've learned a lot. Negatives, I learned I'm a very emotional leader. Have I told you this? Maybe no. not. You know, so you got to be careful, right? Like, so it's like I'm an emotional person. Uh, and so what that means is when, when issues come up and crises come up, my first reaction is to quickly respond, right? And every time I got to, like, push that down for a couple minutes mm -hmm. because if that first response, everything's going to have ripple effects, right? So – okay, well, this isn't here. What should we do? It's like, well, I could call and yell at the store for missing the delivery, but it's like, well, wait a second. That doesn't really get us anywhere, you know? And so uh, for me, I think learning, taking a couple breaths, what's going to happen, um, figuring it out. And in those moments, I always think like three months ahead, is this really going to be important, right? Like if it is, like, man, jump on it and scramble. Nine times out of 10, it's like it's just a blip of that day or an issue that day that needs fixed. Um, and then, you know, 
So trying to trying to be careful even with my emotions because so much of the time I also deal with a lot of people who are often emotional mm. by the time they're speaking with me if there's if they're either upset or if they're excited about a project or if they're confused or or whatever it is. Um, I don't know if like construction counseling is a thing, but like I I'll probably go for that degree in a couple of years. We'll mm. try it. Yeah, yeah, and that makes like when you like you know let's say I remember you know I used to work web design web mm -hmm. marketing agency for a while. And I remember talking to, to clients and uh, like sometimes like things would just like one time this uh, this woman, her her email was attached to her domain name for her website. And so the guy who was in charge of transferring those things like started the process and then went home. Mm. And so her email just doesn't work. And I remember it's kind of in that situation where trying to remind myself of like, this is a problem and this needs to get fixed. Sure. But I remember starting off with like, uh, I'm like, Kathy, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like it was my guy yep. who did the problem, but I just yep. like, yes, yep. this is a problem. Yep. I agree with and, you. And I think as soon as I said that, she's just like, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I think people, so it's like, I, you know, for right now we're doing a lot of roofs. It's like, I have a house, I have two kids, dogs, you know? So it's like, the, the cleanup or if landscaping gets hurt or something like that, like there's, there's no excuses really for mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, I'm sorry, we missed that, you know, or it's like, no, let me get right back over there. And I would rather over clean and pick up something else than, you know, leave some garbage or, or the windy days. It's tough when it gets windy and all of a sudden half of the roofing stuff that goes up are in plastic packages, you know, and, and, and you see us like chasing it down like four, <laughs> four, four houses down the way. Um, nah, but I think a lot of times just, Owning if you did something wrong, apologizing for it. Um, and at the same time, I think some of that is just expectation management because sometimes we we as a company just need to have a better uh, way of explaining to them, well, while, while we do this drywall portion, your your house is going to be dusty for three days, you know, until we clean it. Or your kitchen is, and we're going to try to set up some wraps or whatever mm -hmm. else. But um, So that way everyone else kind of feels like they know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Sometimes yeah. I answer the question with but. I don't think you're supposed to. Do you see that? Because I'm like, uh, but. My mom was the English teacher. She's just so pissed right now. I don't know if he's going to cut that or not. All right. Sorry. Back to you. <laughs> no. Um, so thinking through, you're talking about your previous experiences, you mm -hmm. know, 10 years, 11 years with crew. Uh, do you think, um, or, like, those years, like, how have those years and those experiences mm -hmm. kind of impacted the way that, that you lead at Rector and maybe even interact with employees and those types of things? Oh, sure. I mean, I think a bunch. So one of the great things um, about campus ministry every day and other than Jesus, we could talk about that if you're listening anytime you want, uh, is is working with people so much, right? So, so much of that job is, is, is just working with individuals, right? I led multiple different summer projects with, you know, 100 students and 40 staff that, you know, I was over or, or helping helping lead. Um, is, uh, is you just learn a lot about people. You learn a lot about communication, uh, learn a lot about motivation, what motivates people, what doesn't motivate people. Uh, and so I, I think collectively, more or less, just being able to, to learn that over the course of those 10 or 11 years, um, to see what people may value as important at one moment, but not another moment, right? Or like, uh, you know, right, right now, all of a sudden, the pandemic the beginning it's all like oh my goodness and you just miss me meeting with people and everyone's praising the the walmart worker and you know six months later people are tired and you know yelling at everybody else uh for for me i hope that some of the things that i learned there and some of the reasons we started the company 
where it's it's about caring for people it's about caring for those that need it most it's about being able to step in for a community and provide more than you know new roofs or siding or kitchens but provide meals for the kids here mm-hmm. help the crisis nursery over there uh I, I think some of those years, and again, obviously some sp- specific spiritual beliefs of what I believe is most important in life, uh, were very formative for helping to know how to lead and just interact with massive amounts of people every day. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, and uh, kind of another, like other than beyond just, uh, you know, growing, doing more sure. of the types of things that you guys do, uh, do you uh, in the team kind of have, you know, a five years from now, a ten, like, like kind of how you see Rector changing and morphing and sure. So I think, and again, we've been blessed with some of the things that were three year goals that have already, you know, been accomplished, you know, uh-huh. and so, and some of the things we do different as a company where a lot of our goals were to be a company that functions debt free, you mm-hmm. know, that I don't want debt on the vehicles and don't want debt on those things that uh, we have a certain very what I believe to be a large number that needs to be in a holding account as a, as a safety net mm-hmm. uh, and multiple other things need to be done before an owner can even take a disbursement. Right. So it's like, if we really are about these things and we need to put these other things in play. And so uh, the next big thing for us, we've been learning about it, trying to figure out insurance, health insurance, medical insurance for, for all of us, for employees. Um, obviously a huge expense that you can't mm-hmm. just jump on right away, but that's kind of the next big, big ticket for next year. Like, Hey, how do we, how do we finalize and start to offer this? Um, and then from there, I, I, I think for us, it's uh, more or less, w- I want to make sure we're doing something well before we grow to the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure whether that's a couple of different aspects, maybe our main four or five, you know, trades that we really enjoy doing. I want to make sure that those are running well before we say, hey, let's, let's try to do this now, or let's make sure that we can open a door to this community maybe mm-hmm. down the road. Um, because at the end of the day, you can be a company with, 50 or 60 people or 10 people and see the same amount of profit at the end, you know, and yeah. again, it's, uh, you know, and it's, yeah, you see my face on a postcard or the radio ad or something like that, but it's really, it's nothing to do with us. It's nothing to do with me, you know? And so, um, it's not really about us as owners or rector construction being big and glamorous. Yes. Our trucks are very loud. That is more or less for your attention, not to show off anything. Um, but you know, I, I, I could care less about, you know, how often someone knows my names or sees me or whatever else. But really, if that is what is helping the company grow so that we can give more money away, mm-hmm. then then great. Let's let's keep growing to whatever capacity we can, you know. Uh, and we've touched on this a little bit, but what do you think um, makes Rector unique? Like what separates you, mm. you feel like, in the field? Um, sure. Uh, if you know, customer has two or three different options, and the ones that choose you, typically, mm-hmm. why? Why is that? Uh, well, I'd say we have the pool table at the office. We have the shuffleboard table at the office. Those Which I all, don't know how you fit. Yes, that fit was a very all. long thing to get up the stairs. So, so some of those th- three different coffee machines. One's from Germany. One's a Keurig. One's something else. So those are probably all different things about us. Uh, but in all seriousness, one, I think it's it's weird, but we know how to have a good time. There's mm-hmm. always like usually you only see probably like a fourth of the office shenanigans on Facebook, but I just usually get squirrely around like two or three o'clock and it's like, Hey, what should we do to somebody's desk or office or whatever? Uh, so I think we have a lot of fun. So I think that is, is part of creating that culture in the office. Uh, and even of the guys who are, you know, out and about, 
and the different things that we have a good time together. You know, it's like, hey, let's have our Thanksgiving, you know, fiesta meal together. Let's have our, you know, whatever, rector construction Olympics with a very weird two by four nail prize. You know, what, what can we do every couple of months for the team and um, just thanking our employees? So I think uh, pursuing to be a company that, that people are happy at, happy at, I think then actually uh, conveys over to those customers and may help us gain some of those bids, some of those estimates, because you you hopefully are seeing guys who are enjoying what they're doing. They're mm -hmm. happy to go to work. They're in good moods. When you call into the office, uh, you know, we're joking around and it's like, oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, and, and so I think, again, just just being where you enjoy working transcends over and communicates to people. Uh, I also think so it's like obviously like price. You, you can't <laughs> you can't really grow a business without having the right prices on stuff. Again, because our model is not um, making these millions and millions, um, it, it would not surprise me if most of the time that our price on, on different jobs or different aspects can come in a little less than others. Um, there, there may be some where it comes in more, you know, or different mm -hmm. things where we're still figuring out or we don't have the machinery that's going to help us put up this fence as fast as somebody else will. But in the meantime, there, there are plentiful things that I know where we're just able to, to charge less and we just – take less profit on because you know for for us right now the hailstorm like um man a lot of people need roofs we're a company that can provide roofs um i would love it if we could do a whole bunch of roofs and those people call us back in the next 10 years therefore i, I don't need to make a whole bunch of money on the roof i just need to provide it at a good cost so mm -hmm. it wasn't surprised me when our bids come in lower than others and we you know we've been doing a lot of roofs now so um Price, and then I, I do think the, again, we're always growing with it and trying to work harder at it, just the communication, showing that we care, right? So so sometimes going back out to that estimate for a second time to clarify something or re redoing their estimate of their bid for a third time, making sure that they come in the office and sit in the conference room with Jessica and look at the 3D model of their kitchen, and we say, ah, you know, Ron, it's like, actually, I think that's going to fit better over there. Let's hmm. try this, you know? So uh, we really want... Like I envision those people walking in their kitchen or bathroom or, you know, coming up to their house after their product done, being really excited, you know, being really happy with it, uh, which means we need to take the time on the front end to make sure, you know, we're mm -hmm. thinking through, thinking through everything. Mm -hmm. That you've almost properly interpreted, interpreted and translated what they've communicated. Yeah, kind of what you said, like you're not going to come in and find here, pick one of these three faucets. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to find like, well, hey, what style are you looking for? Let's hunt around. Yes, it's more of a pain when I'm getting one faucet from Amazon, one from this, and I gotta change out the trim kit inside to a different brand. But if if that customer really loves that style of faucet, why why would I not want to get that and figure out mm -hmm. a way to do it for her? And it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of different where it's like, you know, I know some friends who have built a home where the builder has like on their website, it's like these are the 50 faucets we have to choose from. Mm -hmm. Or then there's another one where it's just here's the faucet budget, right? and then you go find what fits within the budget. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, yeah. It's kind of two different experiences. Yeah. I always joke with people on that stuff. I'm like, I hope you have a Pinterest board already. If not, go start one, and then send us 10 pictures, because then we can hopefully look at some of our different suppliers and say, mm -hmm. hey, I think this might be what you're trying to look for. Um, but uh, it's kind of weird. It's like when you, I do this all the time. You go to the restaurant, and you're like, oh, what do you recommend, this or this? Like, I have no idea the waiter's taste buds. Maybe he likes something totally different than I. It's so stupid, right? But, um, or maybe that's stupid, it just doesn't make sense as I make this analogy and compare it to people. Uh, but when they're all like, oh, what do you guys, how do you think it'll look? It's like, well, I'm not going to live in your house the next 10 years. You know, I have maybe a picture. My, yeah, maybe my style's different. So it's like, I hope that you're spending some time looking at, even if it's siding, five mm -hmm. or six different colors and, you know, holding two up to the side of your house and, and making a decision where you like how it looks. Uh, our job 
is to provide the service you know to the client client's job is to tell us what what you want to be happy like what what do you want most of these times these projects you have been you've been saving for you've been putting money away it is a special occasion you know you don't plan on redoing your bathroom again hopefully for another 15 20 years so let's let's take our time and let's get it how you like it um it's just kind of what our philosophy is or really trying to again walk away i probably walk away i have no idea how much money we made on that bathroom i do know if that client is happy or not and excited about it um another question that kind of comes a little bit out of left field you know it's not connected to what you're talking about but one thing i think is unique i'm just curious of your experience of uh kind of as far as on your team mm -hmm. you are in an industry where you have a wide variety of mm. skills talents abilities oh, interests sure. within like it makes me think of uh when i was in college i worked at uh like a shoe store mm -hmm. and we had uh like red wing boots and those kinds of things and we also would go i had a from about 4 a.m to noon every friday i would go to caterpillar we had a little mm -hmm. shop inside caterpillar and one of the most interesting things i would observe is that you would have um these executives and then you would have um engineers mm -hmm. and you would have uh people who were working on the shop floor all working together this wide mm -hmm. variety of skills talents and abilities and interests and i've just kind of always been curious like what it's like what managing that kind of variety is like. Yeah, that's interesting because one of the things that I always ask people as they interview and a lot of times in those reviews as they're with our company, it's kind of like where, where do you want to be in five years or three years? Mm -hmm. Because I want this this company to help you get there, right? Like let's not – 80% of those people who are working for us are not going to work for us for another 20 years. You know, it's like I believe they're going to be the select few and a core of people that do – you know, stick around. But a lot of times with construction, maybe it's a few years before you want to build your own company. Maybe this is what, uh, you know, you need to be running trailers for two years before you, you know, as you're, as you're working through college. I don't know. So it's, for me, I actually, I always want to understand kind of what they're trying to get out of the job because it's a lot easier for me then to, you know, help them. You know, or we, we have different guys where it's like, man, I am so bummed to lose him. But he got offered a job with another company in town uh, to be an apprentice uh, for electrician, which is what I knew a year ago when he, we hired mm -hmm. him, what he was hoping to eventually get to. So when he comes in my office and it's like, oh, come, I'm like, dude, I understand. I'm so excited for you. I'm so glad you got this opportunity. It makes sense. You know, like, you know, let, let, let us know what we can do to cheer you on. Uh, so, I, so I think it's, it's realizing it's, again, it's just a different viewpoint. It's not mm -hmm. what, what can these people, what can my employees do for – the company, what can the company provide for our employees? And for some of them, it is going to be that uh, that home for the next 20, 30 years, and we're going to look at, hey, who's going to take over this role, this role as we grow or whatever else. For some of them, it's, hey, I know that I need to provide you 40 hours a week because you want to you want to come in and you want to you want to check out at, at 430 to make sure you can go home because you're working on X, Y, and Z in your life or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. And so uh, I think – I enjoy that, and I think I enjoy them trying to figure out how, how we can come alongside our guys um, where, wherever they're at, you know. And uh, even in, in your what you're talking about with, you know, all the guys doing different things, I also think that's important, though, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like there's nothing that goes on in the company that, uh, 
you know, I either haven't done or I'm not willing to go do with them. You know, there have been Sundays where, you know, we messed up and I'm, I have a post hole digger in my hands trying to fix something on a deck, right? Or, or pulling stuff in the shop or I'm dressed up in my, my very good formal wear today after I was hauling around roofing equipment. Um, again, because, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I probably have more power as a CEO to make some decisions. And uh, sometimes people call in, they're like, oh, let me talk to the boss. It's just, it's natural. We say those things. We mm-hmm. want to, you know, in, in our world that you think that that person is, they hold the ticket, right? Um, I'm just as important as the next guy. I need to I need to make a few more decisions probably and, and lead with some vision, a couple of different things. Um, but when we're done today, if it's not done, I need to go, you know, load up the trailer with roofing equipment with the guys real quick to help mm-hmm. them get on with their day too, you know. Um, and you were talking about, uh, you know, helping guys to be honest with you about the types of um, – kind of the like where they want to be the why, right? yeah. helping helping your employees figure out where they want to be and i've talked to a few people that that do this really well and i'm curious how you cultivate a space where they feel comfortable providing an honest answer to sure. that question because i could sure i could see like you know at the beginning some people just might be, i mean i'm just happy to be here i want to play by the rules oh, yeah. like everyone works really well the first two weeks because mm-hmm. they're on their best behavior um so usually one of the things that I say, and so it's it's kind of leading, and again, part of this will come back to probably uh, some personal beliefs and, and years in ministry, and a saying I learned from a guy named Bob Foose in, in ministry was, um, he said, like, he was going to give you 20 free screw-ups, right? Like, uh, you know, and some I've done this before. I've actually pulled, like, 20 sticky notes off a sticky pad and handed them to one of my employees. I'm like, here are your first 20 screw-ups, right? Um, turn them in when you screw up because you're going to screw up, and then when you get out of 20, I'm going to give you 20 more. Um, I also communicate at that same time, this does not mean you can, you know, maliciously not care about stuff or, uh, you can not do your job. But what it means is if you're showing up every day and you're trying, you're trying to learn a new trade, you're trying to do something. If you're doing what we ask of you, um, then, then this is a safe place, right? You're not going to get, you're not going to get fired when the trailer guy called me. is like, Hey dude, trailer came off, put a large dent in the truck. Bummer. You're not going to get fired when I have a new manager, uh, a new roofing manager come in, and the word barkwood on the board looked like birchwood. Those are two very different color shingles, and if you have to take all those off a house that cost you $6,500, <laughs> that's a very large mistake. That's mm-hmm. like two sticky notes to, to hand to me, you know? Um, but it's still just a m- mistake. Like we're, we're working with humans, and once they learn that it is, it's safe to make mistakes uh, and to try new things, I find that that allows people to – kind of come up with their own ideas or try try more of their own things right like i don't want a bunch of mini kyles around you know yeah i want them to feel comfortable following the leader that says hey i don't i don't have it all together uh because i'm i can't follow somebody that seems perfect because that's not me at all you know I'm, i make a lot of mistakes a day by myself i gotta google to figure this out um calling my guys up to say hey i don't understand this i bid this wrong i'm so sorry jim you've got to do xyz more work now um and so I think it's, again, just that, that vulnerability and transparency of we're just together trying to make this happen. And um, I think I try to try to lead with that. There, yesterday at the end of the day, I you know, looked at Nikki and in the office and was like, I was pretty crabby today, wasn't I? You know, and God bless Nikki was like, you sure were, dude. You know, <laughs> uh, but that's what I want. I want that environment where we can just be people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that wraps up my questions. Uh, just want to thank you for hanging out for sure. chatting today yeah, yeah. no i've had a, a good time in studio day 
J. Corey with this is one one thousand percent a very fat fancy studio. Yes. Can I get to my deli tray now or? <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. Green room to gotcha. a green room. Perfect. All right. All right. Thanks, man. That was Kyle Kirchhofer, the CEO of Rector Construction. I love he, I loved hearing about why they started Rector, their heart behind it, the purpose of Rector. I loved hearing Kyle's insights into stepping out of the day-to-day of the business to have some thinking time to work on the business to figure out how they can improve their day-to-day operations and his insights into just owning wrongs. That in construction, in any business, you're gonna make mistakes along the way, but when they you do make those mistakes, own it, admit to it, and work to fix it rather than avoiding that conversation. If you want more information about Kyle or Rector Construction, you can hit them up at rectorconstruction.com. If you want more information about me and what I do, you can head to sharpmarketingandmedia.com. Until next time, thank you for listening.